Well, good morning or good afternoon or good evening, whenever you're listening to this or middle of the night. Uh, Dwight Beal here with Diane Walters again. Thanks again for sticking around as if yeah. you had any choice. Right. <laughs> uh, today is Tuesday, June 8. We're doing this a week in advance, right. so it's a little confusing. So I would love to start off today, Diane, with you giving us a little window into your spiritual journey. Okay. Tell us your God um, story. Like a lot of people around here, I grew up in a Christian home. Okay. A, you know, family that went to church pretty much every time the doors were open. Right. Um, but, um, and I guess that's kind of what it felt like to me. It's just like, it's a time you just go to church. Right. Um, as a teenager in youth, you know, in, as someone, in, yeah, teenager high school, um, I went to a convention, which I don't know if it was Youth for Christ, but they had all these conventions when I was a teenager. Okay. That, you know, youth conventions. And um, now were you part just, of a CRC church? Or yes. Yeah. Was it the Young Calvinist Convention? That could be. I okay. Don't know. But the one I went to was in Seattle, Washington. Oh, had a great wow. time out there. Okay. But um, I think that's kind of where the spirit really started working in my heart. And um, after I came back from there, uh, made profession of faith in the church. Okay. Um, now, how old were you? I would have been 16. Okay. Right around there. Okay. Yep. Um, but just, you know, church was always just the thing you do kind of a thing. Right. It was never really personal. Right. Um, then, you know, got, got married. We still kept going to the same church. Um, and then saw a group of people from our church decided they were going to start a new church. And this is where they're going to start Sunrise, which is one of the right of one point. of the founding yes. churches of this church. Um, and we uh, basically, to be honest, went because that's where all our friends were going and our kids' friends were going. Okay. And but we did like the idea that it was going to be more of a contemporary um, mm -hmm. service church and uh, more of a seeker-driven church. So we went to that, and then just getting involved in things there um, and listening to the teaching on you know how you know God is a wants a relationship with us and hmm. you know like but i think um being involved in the music team and just in some small group bible studies and stuff there really helped me grow in that and, okay and learning that yeah god wants to know me and i he wants me to know him yeah so yeah so it's just been growing from that so you moved from religion to relationship yeah yeah so nice that's in it in a nutshell okay great thanks for sharing <laughs> no that problem well, let me read our passage okay. for today. We're going to go to Psalm 20 and just read the whole thing. It's not a very long psalm. And then I'll ask you what penetrating insights okay. you have. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Psalm 20, verses 1 through 9. May the Lord answer you when you are in distress. May the Lord of the God of Jacob protect you. May he send you help from the sanctuary and grant you support from Zion. May he remember all your sacrifices and accept your burnt offerings. May he give you the desire of your heart and make all of your plans succeed. We will shout for joy when you are victorious and will lift up our banners in the name of our God. May the Lord grant all your requests. Now I know that the Lord saves his anointed. He answers him from his holy heaven with the saving power of his right hand. Some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we trust in the name of the Lord our God. They are brought to their knees and fall, but we rise up and stand firm. 
O Lord, save the king. Answer us when we call. That's a unique psalm. Mm -hmm. It has a different slant. It does. Than a lot of them do. Yeah. So what, what do you make so, of Psalm 20? Well, I think it's it seems like it's a prayer of, you know, asking for God's help. But I think making us realize that, you know, he's the one that is our strength. Mm -hmm. um, it's not in ourselves, our possessions. It's not in, you know, the strength of our armies, of yep. the country and that kind of thing. Um, so I think that's, that's part of it. Um, and then I also noticed it said, um, what is that verse talking about how he blesses his people, mm -hmm. um, you know, in verse three, um, may he look favorably on your offerings and sacrifices mm -hmm. Verse six, giving, giving victory to his anointed and then seven and nine of, of course, victory when we trust in him. Where did I see that? <laughs> Maybe I made that part up. I don't see that in there now. About trusting? Yeah. Oh, we trust. Yeah. Some nations boast and cheer, but we boast in the name of the Lord. Maybe that's just what I drew out of it. That we need to trust that he is the strength and not ourselves. Mm-hmm. Did it strike you that that uh, this is a prayer for somebody else. Mm -hmm. And it says it's a Psalm of David. Uh, but at the end of the Psalm, it says, Lord, save the king. Yeah. So it's almost like somebody's pray, like he's praying for the king. It says it's for the choir director. So it's a song they're going to sing as mm -hmm. a choir, maybe in the, mm -hmm. in their service. Yeah, like, may the Lord answer you, you know, may mm -hmm. he send you help. May he remember all of your sacrifices. Uh, so it's almost like uh, they're, they're interceding on behalf uh, of the king. Mm -hmm. It's interesting, though, that he says, may he grant your heart's desires and make all your plans succeed. Now, we're supposed to you. Wanting God's plans to succeed, right? Succeed, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Maybe may He give you the desire of your heart and make all your plans succeed. Yeah, there seems to be a a high level of confidence that the that the King's plans are good. That's yeah, <laughs> that's true. It does seem. That. But I, I maybe David was the king. At the see. Time. It's almost like he might be praying this for himself, but in sort of a roundabout way. Yeah, it'd be interesting to know if he wrote that before he was king or after he was king. Yeah, I, I really have no idea. My guess is that it was probably before he was the king, but uh, we don't know. So what, what does this passage teach us about, about the character of God? I guess that he, he loves to bless his people, mm -hmm. the people that are, you know, obeying him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's 
verse six, he says, I know that the Lord saves his anointed. Mm -hmm. That's part of the character of God. And then he answers from his holy, he's a God who responds to prayer. Mm-hmm. What does it teach us about human nature? Well, I think sometimes we do want to trust in ourselves and in our own mm-hmm. plans, but uh, we want to trust in God's. So what would this verse sound like in more of a modern context? He he writes, some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we trust in the name of the Lord our God. Maybe some trust in their bank accounts or some trust in their, you know, leaders. Mm-hmm. And chariots and horses are probably military mm-hmm. images. Yeah. Yeah. Or armies. Armies, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah, this was a tough one to <laughs> draw from other stuff. Mm-hmm. I like the line. Uh, of course I do. <laughs> I like the line, may he give you the desire of your heart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if you, you've probably thought about this before, Diane. So there's two ways to interpret that. Um, like, you know, Psalm 34 says, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desire of your heart, right? So does that mean that God's going to give you what your heart wants? Or does it mean that God's going to give you, he's going to shape the very desires in your heart? Does that make sense? Yeah, I think that, yeah, if you are um, delighting in the Lord. Yes, then your heart will want what God wants. Right. So I think it is that shaping more than just giving us what we want. I think so too. Yeah. Which it was much, it was pretty late in my Christian life that I kind of discovered that interpretation. Um, But yeah, it would make sense that God would want to give us the desires that he wants us to to desire. To, to desire, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, rather than just giving us what we want, right? Because um, we don't, yeah. Stuff that we want isn't always stuff we need, or stuff that's the best for us. But or sometimes he does give us what we want, even though it's not necessarily what he wants. Can you think of an example of that? No, <laughs> I was hoping you would. No. Well, I, I just thought of that. You know, he does sometimes give us what we want. How about? When Israel wanted a king. Yeah, right. And after a few years, God's finally like, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, In wanting a king, you are rejecting me right. as your king, but I'll give you what you want. Mm-hmm. And he gave it to him, and it didn't go well. Yeah. <laughs> that was this morning's podcast. Well, the day we're recording this, the podcast, wasn't it? Or was that yesterday? Um, Seems like they just read that. Okay. In yep. one of the podcasts. Yeah, I think you're right. So it would have been last week's podcast yep. when we're listening so, to this. But. So I have a story of a friend who was a missionary in Korea. Mm-hmm. And she was thousands of miles from home and away from family. And 
just kind of went through a rough spot where she was just really lonely and, and she was in prayer and the desire of her heart was a chocolate chip cookie. (laughs) (laughs) And I always have that desire. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, um, and she prayed that God, she just said, God, that is what I want. I know it's a desire of the flesh, whatever, but I'm so lonely. I'm so far away from home. If I could just have a chocolate chip cookie. <laughs> and like later in the day, someone came over and like gave her a batch of cookies, Aww. you know, and it so touched her heart because she felt like God cared and he heard my prayer yeah. of something that seemingly was kind of silly, right. but it, but it, it meant something to her. Yeah. And it just showed her God's particular love mm-hmm. for her. Yeah. I really like that yeah. story. Loved her enough to care that she wanted a cookie. Yes. Hmm. And maybe one more story along those lines, and then we'll wrap this up. Okay. Um, years and years ago, I, I moved into an, um, an apartment with a friend, an old college buddy. And, uh, the weekend that I moved in, he was gone. But he said, uh, hey, I just have one request. Don't let my cat out. When you're moving all your stuff in, just don't let my cat mm-hmm. out. Because it's an indoor cat. He's never been outside. He'll get lost. It'll be bad. I said, got it. So me and two of my friends, we spent all morning and afternoon you know, kind of moving stuff in. And then we just totally forgot about it, left the door open. And then before we knew it, we looked around the apartment. The cat was gone. And I'm like, oh, this is bad. Yeah. This is really bad. <laughs> that, you know, day number one in my, you know, housemate relationship with this guy, I lose his precious cat. So we, this house is right across from Centennial Park. So and it's starting to get dark. So we're looking through the park. We got in the car and we, we went up and down the streets throughout the neighborhoods. Could not find this cat. We get back and now it's dark. And uh, one of my friends, name is Scott, he said, uh, hey, guys, let's just stop and ask God where the cat is. Because God knows where he mm-hmm. is, you know. And we're like, okay. So we just stopped, and my friend Scott said, Lord, the, the name of the cat was Pooh Kitty. <laughs> <laughs> so it was a funny-sounding prayer. He said, Lord, you know where Pooh Kitty is. Uh, could you just show us? And then we were just quiet for a little bit. And then he said, amen. He looked at my friend, other friend, and he said, did you get any thoughts or any pictures in your mind? And she said, no. And he looked at me and said, do you get any thoughts or pictures in your mind? I'm like, nope. And he said, well, he says, I don't know if this is from the Lord or not, but I just got this picture of Pooh Kitty huddling against the foundation of the house on the other side of the house. And we're like, let's go look. So we walked around the house and there he was. Just huddling right next to the yeah. foundation of the house. He never, he hadn't even strayed off the property. Yeah. We were wandering all over the neighborhood. <laughs> we we're wandering all over the neighborhood. <laughs> but that God cares about a cat, yeah. you know, and may, maybe more it's that he, he cares about us as children and knew that that was something that was important in the moment, you know? And so, anyway. yeah, I know I don't tend to ask God for little stuff like that because I just think, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, he's too busy to deal with that stuff like it's that. It's not that big of a deal, right? <laughs> you know, or I can do it myself, probably more than anything. But right, yeah, it's good to remember that. Yeah. Well, thanks everyone for 
tuning in. Have a great rest of your Tuesday, and we will see you tomorrow. And the Lord bless you and keep you. Bye-bye.